0: So when was the first time that you knew that being out on the trail, being out in the woods, that was like your thing?
1: So um, it goes back to 2019 and um, I was a stay-at-home mom and my kids were six and three. And my husband works at Miraval, which is, we used to be Cranwell in the Berkshires. um, And they had just transitioned to Miraval and he had an opportunity to go out to Arizona. Um, I was lucky enough to come along, and we went on a hike um, in the Sonoran Desert with a guide who was this woman who was like, she was in her 80s, but she was so incredibly like energetic and um, just so knowledgeable about the trail that we took. And it was a really easy hike, but the entire time, I kept nudging my husband being like, this is so cool, like the kids would love it. The kids would love to be here. Look at that. Like Mason would love this and um, probably annoyed him like crazy. But it just felt like why had I, who grew up in the Berkshires and been walking the trails here all my life, like why had I not seen what she sees here? And so like it kind of shifted my perspective And I wanted to bring that like back home, that kind of energy back home to the trails here. Um, And we made a commitment right before we left Arizona to get outdoors once a week, every week with our kids. And that's kind of like the shift that happened where Berkshire Family Hikes kind of started as an idea. Um, We did that in 2019 and we did 26 hikes. I started to write about them on a blog just to keep us accountable because I wasn't sure sure if we would wind up doing it every week. Um, And we did. And I did 16 different blog entries. I didn't hit every single one. Um, And it just, I don't know that it was almost like I put these kid tinted glasses on instead of my own. And to see the Berkshires we take it for granted, right? A lot of us do because we have so many trails. We just have tons and tons of places to get outside. And it's like, how much do you really know about all of those places that you have in your own backyard? And I certainly did not for, for the most part. I There are places that people tell me about where I'm like, I, I didn't even know that was back there. Like who knew? So it's been, um, I don't know. I just, just, every path opens up a new can of worms and i love running it down so
0: isn't it amazing when you go and find a place that is literally within a stone's throw of some place that you have lived and have been to like a zillion times and Mm -hmm. you find this treasure that was just right there the entire time it's really amazing
1: it is like curving parks kind of like that Mm. where um, you know, we, you know about the park itself, but there are so many trails back there, and most of them are just made by people who had a desire to go out and walk them. They're not official trails, they're not. Um, some of them may may not be public trails, no, so don't go out of, there, there. There's a lot
0: of signs that say private property, yes. but um, uh, but you know no, it, no one's really enforcing it. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. This is not a <laughs> <laughs> um, not an endorsement. That's right. To right to not an endorsement to get property. out back there,
1: <laughs> but um. I know. Sorry, George Barbara. Yeah, Judge Barbara. Judge Barbara. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's amazing to, and a lot of the trails that I hiked as a kid and didn't really appreciate, you know, um, that's been really cool to rewalk them, see them through my kids perspective and, um, kind of get a sense of what I had missed for the last 35 years, uh, is, it's been a a real gift. You know, um, I, it's not always easy, but it's, it's definitely pays off. And, um, I always bring this up because I think when, whenever I walk the trails with my own kids and I pass an older couple, they always, always will tell me someday they'll thank you. And that's like such a huge, gift to me and something that i try to keep in the back of my head because um maybe they will and hopefully they will maybe someday they'll want me to pay for therapy but um (laughs) i think so many people have said that and that's like a refrain that just keeps repeating and i hope that i've given them a gift too because they certainly have given me one so
0: Mm, that's beautiful I do hope that you are enjoying the podcast i just want to take a quick moment to let you know that this is a production of 180 media that's my full service communications and marketing agency we do a full range of content development graphic design web development for wordpress or wix or other web platforms copywriting, video work. We'll do the big high-end corporate video work with full production, or we'll also do more simple and quick, consistent video content to help you stay in front of your audience on social media and elsewhere. We'll help you develop your short and long-term marketing plans. And I can actually even coach you to nail that next presentation. And I'll also help make that PowerPoint presentation of yours a thing of beauty. Check out what80media.com and see also some of my past work and the agency's past work on my blog, johncroll.info. And now back to the podcast. The process is you know the, of course the fun part, but you've you've been able to really log quite a bit, yeah and you know throughout that uh you know you can go back and see the blog posts and see and and, and I'm sure at some point, actually it must have been very difficult for you to say, Okay, where am I going next? yeah uh, because you probably had to hit a few a few obscure trails out there um to to meet that initial goal,
1: you know honestly.
0: But or not <laughs> no, we haven't
1: um there's definitely been some that I wasn't I didn't know but we I think one of the cool things about even some of the common ones um old mill is the old mill trail in Hinsdale is okay tell well me about known. that one
0: because it, I have never been on that trail I it's, mean, I've, I've been on a few
1: it's a great trail um it runs alongside the Housatonic River if you go um, up Route eight where Hinsdale is, you'll see like that little corner store that's there. It's, it's quite, it's perpendicular to that. So it's right around the corner. Um, and it's a very easy trail. Part of it is, uh, ADA accessible half of it, which is really nice. Um, so it has, uh, the chance for people with all mobility, you know, needs to get out there, but, um, it's, very well populated in the fact that it's highly trafficked and um i had never known that it used to be um like the penstock. stock the trail actually is the penstock for an old mill that used to run all the way down to um dalton no so there's a, a there's an old stone apartment that's at the base in dalton and that penstock ran all the way down um two i think it was the cranes if i can remember correctly um joe darwin would not be happy with my <laughs> my history recollection right now but um and they used to it was a paper mill at one point and they harnessed the power of the housatonic to run you know a big penstock that water all the way down to power the mill um there's an old uh, Chevy that's still in the woods a rusted out Chevy that the kids <laughs> love to play on and stuff um but it's a I I think it's really common to walk that trail, but to kind of like know what was there before and why there's still stones all over the place and, yeah. and um remnants of that structure is really cool to kind of dig into. Um and then even going farther back than that and acknowledging, you know, the Stockbridge, Muncie, Mohican Nation, um, and there's so much history there as the first peoples of the land. But then they're still here and they're still, you know, putting in the work to be recognized and to say, you know, this is the stories that we had to tell Um throughout history and stuff. It's, it's cool to, um, dig those up and, and, you know, my kids aren't always interested in that part, but I think that's, there's a duality there. Um, when we're out where you see what they're interested in, and then you get to also kind of like find what sparks your curiosity. Also,
0: the layers are really wonderful. I mean, I I think if, for instance uh kennedy park yeah you'll see all these old footings uh from the old hotel um, and then some of these and then a little area that's called stonehenge Mm -hmm. i've never been up there (laughs) so you'll have to check it out Mm -hmm. um and interestingly i I, there, there and I love your content. And yeah, so you. you have a lot of wonderful content, not only the blog pieces, but yeah. also, uh, the shorter videos on Instagram, um, and really brings the whole concept to life. So, um, so I commend you for that. It's really thank awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things that grabbed my attention and, and, uh, brought me to invite you on the, on the program, on the podcast, but the, the, you know, the thing is, um, with kids, there's this whole dynamic and the, the 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 hike is the journey, right? It's, it's not the destination and you yeah. <laughs> always try to, you know, but, um, but I had this, um, I was telling you before the podcast, I brought my kids for a hike one time uh, at Kennedy Park and it was amazing because everything was brand new and the trees and this and that, and they just kind of went before mm-hmm. you knew it they had gone for uh, an hour long hike Mm -hmm. and they didn't even know it. The second time they went, they knew the trail. And so there's this psychology there and they knew the trail. So therefore it became, oh, I need some water, mm-hmm. I need some more granola, we <sighs> want to take a seat, you know, that sort of thing. So <laughs> kids are interesting that way. And they maybe are. that's a little tip to parents, just keep finding your trails or something. <sighs> um, because, you know, you take away that expectation, you get to live in the moment.
1: You do. And I think that's one of the number one tips I always try to tell anybody that asks, is to go into it with no expectation. Because if you go into it thinking you're going to reach the Vista and everybody's going to be excited and happy the entire time and not <laughs> complain that they're hot or sweaty or hungry or thirsty, you're fooling yourself. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's um, the nature of kids with anything. I mean, you take them on vacation and you think you're going to relax and have this joyous occasion and most of the time you need a vacation when you return from a vacation with kids so hiking's the same kind of thing um the beauty of hiking is if you do go into it with zero hang-ups of oh this has to be you know we have to make it to the summit of mount Greylock today um you'll find things along the way that really are gratifying um And maybe not in the moment, but looking back on it, um, you may see things that you had missed before. Um, You know, we try to impress upon the kids that like, it it does help to find hikes that have features that kids are going to be interested in. So a waterfall, um, and sometimes those can be motivating to kind of keep them going. But anything beyond like, Depending on how old your kids are, two and a you know two and a half miles is, it's um you're gonna have to struggle to keep pushing them along or bribe them with snacks,
0: which is what <laughs> I try to do a
1: lot of the time.
0: Bring a oh, lot of snacks. That's the second rule tip. Number one. <laughs> it <laughs> rule should, number two, honestly, anyway. <laughs> it should
1: be it should be rule number one. It really should. Mm-hmm. bring <laughs> snacks. Don't ever leave the house without more than like five snacks and then have like a secret snack. That's like the good one. Make
0: sure they oh, don't know the secret that's it. snack secret is snack. there. That's uh, it. And then you can pull it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting. That you said, it. I remember the very first time and I didn't even know. And, and that's, and that's the part like Bashbish falls. Um, when I was a kid, yeah. I remember going there and I was with my cousin and you're kind of walking along and it was this uh, more extreme terrain and you need to grasp yeah. on to the I, I it's kind of like there's on like the, steel poles yeah there. yeah
1: on the and, sheer edge and there. you're kind
0: of like wow what is this what is this and it literally wasn't until the very end I didn't even know but nobody told me um that there was this amazing um,
1: the waterfalls, the waterfalls, Uh, you know,
0: they're at bash Bish Falls. So, um, so it was a really amazing experience. And so that's interesting. Hold, hold the surprise for the kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they'll be wowed.
1: I think so. I, I think that's definitely, um, a plus we, um, hiked in Vermont, um, last year, maybe it was last year, two years ago. I can't remember now. And it was, oh one of the hardest hikes we had ever done. We had a recommendation from somebody who said, it's an easy out and back. It'll be (laughs) totally fine. Your kids are great. They'll be able to do it. And it wound up being almost eight miles, almost eight miles. (laughs) And my kids were like eight and no, seven and four at the time. And we did it and we got there, but it was probably, and they had had no idea that there was this it was a beautiful waterfall at the end. One of the most gorgeous ones. um, I wish I could I think it was called High Falls. I wish I could f- remember it right now. We'll
0: put in the footnotes uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: um, but it was, you know, one of the harder hikes for me as a grown up. And I can't believe my kids made it the entire way it was excruciating <laughs> more <laughs> morale wise we carried my daughter for 90 of it um but we all made it back it, it's there have been hikes like that but there was a hike that we did in the winter time we did constitution hill which is in lanesboro and
0: now how do you get there it's the um
1: it's almost If you drive past the forge you drive too far so if you're driving up that road where the for the old forge is um i think it's called bridge street on the left hand side you go all the way down bridge street and it's where Josh Billings' house used to be before he set it on fire, okay. um, or I. Rumor has I don't I, I think that's a true story. I don't know, um, but Constitution Hill is I love actually the
0: obscure, morbid history. It's, it's wonderful. That's the
1: beauty of the Berkshires, right? The, every you single know
0: what? The, the weirdness of the Berkshires is probably. I was actually having this conversation with mm-hmm. uh, Joe, and and, uh, and it's interesting because everything is very the you know, berkshires it's you know it's very controlled the message yes. is very controlled it's about <laughs> literature it's about the hills it's mm-hmm. about the or you know Cultural, music culture blah yeah. blah blah but there's a lot of weirdness mm-hmm. that like people oh, yeah. it would also be touristy too
1: absolutely <laughs> if, and if
0: you I, ever uh, wanted to expand upon it you know? i
1: know well so he he does a joe derwin does a really good job of that <laughs> um and honestly when i started writing his blog, you know, was one of these mysterious hills was one of my favorite things to read. Um, And that's, that's how I kind of like became friends with him was just out of admiration (laughs) for what he does. Um, He's such a funny guy. um, And, and I'm, I know his macabre histories are kind of like, uh, just something that's missing because there are, there's so many eccentric things. Um, So many weird little stories. So that Constitution Hill, there was um, an elm that was at the top of that hill. And someone um, set a bonfire when the Constitution was ratified by Massachusetts. Um, You could see it from Boston. So someone set a fire on that hill. And then there was a big uh, tree that was planted to commemorate it. And there's a plaque up there and stuff. Um, And it's not a far hike. I think it's like one and a half miles maybe. But if you go one way, you kind of gradually elevate the hill. And if you go the other way, it is a straight shot almost. (laughs) And we did it with our kids, me and my sister and her family, who um, her kids are about the same age as mine. And our husbands and my father came and we did it on a day right after snowfall. So we had fresh snow that wasn't packed down and we went the wrong way. And it was, (laughs) (laughs) I had never been there. So I didn't know that if you go one way, it's totally fine and you'll make it up. The kids are stepping in snow up to their knees, which is so exhausting. And then I keep thinking to myself, when does this end? When does this hill end? And we've gone back since and we're like, oh my God, this is like the easiest hike. (laughs) But that day in December, we thought it was like mount everest we were climbing (laughs) it was so awful and i still laugh about it with my sister i'm like remember i took you on that awful hike and the kids are all like no never again!" (laughs) but it's just it was you can never prepare for those things (laughs) um and i Think it does make for good stories, and um, that's all that really connects us in the end. You know, or all those great stories of remember that time or
0: so. That was literally um, uphill both ways, barefooted or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep, uh, for the kid, that will be a good story uh, to to tell someday. Laugh about it. So, it, was that the toughest hike? Was that?
1: Um, it was one of our toughest hikes, I think. And it's so funny that it it would not be considered a tough hike, um, but for us, it was just this perfect combination of things that made it one of the worst hikes we've ever been on for sure. Right.
0: You know, how about some how about some uh, rapid <coughs> fire on your favorite tri- or my favorite trails? How about okay. um, So you grew up in Hinsdale, so uh, the Boulder in Dalton
1: but, it, uh, uh, but, oh, but close Dalton. close enough or yeah.
0: hand, you grew up in Dalton, near up in Dalton Brazil, yeah. but the boulders is mm-hmm. sort of mostly in Dalton right
1: yeah half and half so there's those true two yeah, trailheads yeah. I love that trail um it's so big and you mm. don't realize how big it is um it's great because the Pittsfield side is more of a challenge and then the Dalton side where the trail hit the trailhead is at Gulf Road mm-hmm. is fairly easy. Mm-hmm. And you can do, I think, three different trails. There's one that's like a super simple loop, half a mile. And then you can even go down further into the woods. There's lots of bridges and water, which kids love. Um, they it always is. tell you, you know. Uh, lots of
0: nooks, nooks and crannies there. They, don't, they call it boulders for a reason too. There's and, glacier uh...
1: erratics the kids can <laughs> climb. Cool. Um and then on the other side which what's cool about that stretch on High Street when it ends at Golf Road is on the other side is the Appalachian Trail. So Dalton mm. actually has a lot of like little hidden trailheads. There's the other Appalachian Trailhead that's behind LP Adams. Um but uh, just lots of places to explore.
0: Yeah. And- now you have a taco bell i'm uh, right next to the boulder if you get so... <laughs> hungry
1: you can go get a cheesy gordita crunch <laughs> it will fill you right up
0: <laughs> i digress i digress i mean you know i wonder i mean was the trail was was the hiking community ever sort of <laughs> notified were the anyway i don't, I don't know. know i
1: it, i never asked i I'd, I'd have to ask someone at bnrc because they're the yeah. kind of caretakers of that I I'm guess sure there was some sort of happy. compromise <laughs> there. They, they, yeah. they
0: have maybe steps that are going to go up from the, I don't know, something, yeah. something along those lines, but, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, Springside Park.
1: Uh, Springside is, you know what? Um, I'm not very confident about Springside Park and I always go and use the Arboretum because it's so lovely and it's where I've learned a lot about different trees. Um, but I tend to get lost if I go too far. So that's one that I would love to have Joe Derwin do tours of because I feel like he knows so many of the cool spots at Springside. Um, I've, I've gone down to where the playgrounds are and done a couple small trails, but I don't know, I don't know a lot about Springside. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: it's family friendly. It's family yeah. friendly. Um, how about Monument Mountain, or is that what it's called, Monument mm-hmm. Mountain Trail, right across from the high school? That's a very in
1: Great Barrington. In
0: Great Barrington, it's
1: a very popular trail. Um, it's very steep. Very steep. There is, um, I think, on the left side when you go, it's a little bit easier of an ascent, and there's there's two ways that you can go to get to the summit um, or the lookout. But I think the left side is the easier side. I have not done monument in probably since I had kids we <laughs> haven't done it it's, and it's it'll it, be a tough
0: one for them <laughs> It's it
1: would be but I also think I just I avoid it because it gets so full mm. so if we're gonna do it we'll try to do it off season because
0: there's I, a really cool trail behind the police station in Stockbridge there is okay okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> no way
0: we I, it actually there's a really cool uh monument i think and it's a it's a honoring either judge sedgwick or okay. so, somebody like that um so that's one you'll have to check out so you I just will. go right behind the police station and you, you'll find the trail See, this
1: is the that's what's so cool about the berkshires to me is i in this week alone i've learned two trails this one that you're telling me and then someone else was getting their car serviced at bedard brothers out in cheshire and she took a walk and she was you know taking pictures with her phone and there was this footbridge and this little stream and she's like you know i was waiting for my car to be done and i took a walk and i'm like i who knew that that was there and it's just there's no shortage of places to explore Mm. um that's just wild you could hike forever and still never be done
0: so yeah yeah it, i'll have to is,
1: I, those two are on my list all it right it's cool and it's got <laughs> uh,
0: there's in pittsfield there's this and the the city has been kind of trying to make this contiguous greenway through but mm. uh but there are there are creative ways that you can run all the way from sort of clap park uh through the Pittsfield country club to moorwood lake yeah. to the back of miss hall school which you're not really supposed to go through yeah you know, more private property um and then sort of connect with canoe meadows and, and then all the way out to october mountain um you know all that so there there some runners have creative ways of finding the grass that goes all the way through <laughs> Absolutely. sometimes you have to run across roads obviously um to, to make it happen but um but you know even even in Pittsfield, there's a, a lot of uh, greenery to, uh, to yeah. connect. It's cool.
1: I know before the rail trail opened, I remember hiking back in some of that area where Crane Ave is and stuff and not realizing some of that was there. But it is cool. It, it makes you you know how in Great Britain and New in- or in England, everybody has like right of way foot foot traffic has the right of way so even if you are trespassing technically um if you're walking on someone's property you have just the it's the law that you have the right of way and i always think about that as like I wish, I mean, Americans like their property, so I won't, um, I don't hold any hope for that, but it is a cool concept to be able to say, just passing through, you know, no need to Get upset.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there I mean, there are even some cool trails, uh, even uh, near Anoda Lake. Um yeah. over there. They're um, really nice ones. If you kind of go behind Hillcrest and and there's the Torque like, Gazebo. Wow, oh, that down place there. is great. And you can and you can go down toward the lake and there's a trail that runs yeah. right over there. And and you know, it, it, it's not the longest trail in the world, but um, but it's 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 uh, kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I know. And especially with kids if as long as you're getting out um they'll find they generally like i think the hardest thing is the getting out right pardon me and like once you're out there at least my kids anyway they forget that they were so upset about having to go on another (laughs) hike (laughs) i don't know how long that'll last with my nine-year-old but um you know, the sullen days are probably close, <laughs> close <laughs> at hand, but, um, for now, like, we'll, they'll resist as much as possible in the car. And then once they're outside, um, they find a lot of things to really enjoy. So those, yeah. those are even on a short trail. Um, they say, you know, kids either need to go outdoors or put them in water to calm them down. And those it's, generally holds, holds pretty true. Thank you.
0: You are an entrepreneur. I think it's uh, you know it's a, a fair uh, label. I appreciate you. Um, you know, and and so a lot of your content also focuses on that uh, yeah. being basically a you know a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, now run Berkshire Family Focus. Uh, that, it or? used to
1: be called Berkshire Family okay. Focus. Uh, Berkshire Macaroni Kid.
0: Back, oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. That's right. <laughs> that, that was um, uh, changed, and uh, yeah. so uh, you took that over um, from Kelly McQuillan yeah uh when when did that happen
1: so i actually took it over officially um at the start of 2021 so i haven't been doing that for too long um it's been a real shift uh, of learning as i go i don't have a background in um kind of marketing and 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 um selling content and advertising that's not really in my wheelhouse, but having to learn on the job has been, um, gratifying in some ways and stressful in, in, in others. Um, I really enjoy the writing portion of it. That's, that's something that, um, I love to do, um, in both Berkshire family hikes and Berkshire macaroni kid. And I've also just made a lot of different connections and relationships in the Berkshire community. And that has been so cool. Um, I'm kind of an introvert by nature and this forces me to meet a lot of people that I necessarily would not. Um, and it's brought me much more out of my shell than I'm used to and doing different things. Um, that I probably would never have done <laughs> had I uh, chosen a different career path. So it's been it's been really um, a cool thing to start to see unravel. Um,
0: but it's interesting because you know you say you know that well marketing may not be your thing, but I think when you're creating really really good content. Mm-hmm it kind of sells itself yeah and i think you know i mean case in point you know i discovered you through instagram because of really really great content and and um you know, there's always an opportunity. I, well, not only I shouldn't say always. Like you know, yeah. there tends to be an opportunity in social media to be sort of just a little bit ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. um, and then you're able to sort of uh, bring in um, the, the, some attention that, that you know the unpaid attention mm-hmm. because you're a little bit ahead of the curve um, on on your content. I think that's where you're at right now.
1: I appreciate that assessment, and I think you're. Absolutely right because I think a lot of people and uh, almost feel like, um, well, where do I fit in? Where where do I fit into? You know, nothing like I um, went to college briefly. I did four different things in college. Um, I went to school initially for fashion design. That wasn't it. I went to school for nursing. That wasn't it. I did um, briefly. Major in history and writing, and both of those things were things I was interested in. But the route that it would take me to achieve that was—you just... made
0: some really hard right turns. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely, <laughs> I definitely did. Your career choice. Oh man, um, it, it was a, a very expensive uh, journey to, uh, to journey to take. But um, I think what I found really hard was wanting to do certain things but not having um it wasn't the way that I wanted to do it and I don't think it for some people college can be really hard to fit into um and I think the beauty of the internet and it can be in very ugly place but is you have a a place to carve out your own what you envision yourself being or your message being um and that's such a unique thing because there are, there are things that i never thought um that i would share about myself or um my business or um and it it allows you to pilot some aircraft like into uncharted territory and you're behind the wheel doing that and um yeah, there's nobody to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. And it's scary, but when it you feel like it's succeeding, it's also so cool to watch. Um, and I think that's one of the really cool things about social media. It also ha- is a double-edged sword. It can be a very hard place to try and put, put yourself out there and stuff. Um, but it does offer a unique opportunity to draw people in in a certain way and say, hey, this is what I'm all about. If you want to see more, you know I also do this and I also do this and I also do this. So it's been it's been cool to see. Um, plus, I, I think it's really hard to uh, stay on top of trends. And it's fun to do. So you're always trying to like get that edge, you know. Um, I like that. I like to try and seek and, and, and um, succeed. Uh, it keeps you motivated to do it, you know.
0: That uh, being authentic and, and really, really doubling down on being yourself. I know it sounds like this, this uh, you know strategy. Oh, be yourself, but it's like, so but it is kind of hard because it's we're so we're, hard. we're really used to uh, you know packaging things, mm-hmm. like you know because we have a very keen sense. We all do just now, just because of the nature of. Mm-hmm how the you know social media how our web presence is is we're told to be aware of our social media presence you know what your resume should look like on linkedin and, yeah. and everything so you know we're we're putting on somewhat always a, of a facade so mm-hmm. to take that away and truly be authentic is not the easiest thing so sometimes it's easy to say yeah be yourself but what does that really mean? Um, But when you do uh you do find your tribe
1: you do and i think um people can as much as the internet is like this veil i think there is a sense of people who are genuine and who are being themselves i'll tell you like i every time i post one of those videos where i'm and i avoided that for a very long time um and Every single time before I post one, I am sick. And as that line like fills up where it's posting, I am like, oh, my God, no, 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 what no. am I doing? <laughs> Why am I putting myself? But it is truly me um, being goofy. And that's who I am, essentially. And and um, I love doing that. And I love being able to kind of express myself that way. Um This, you know, this moment right here is I was so nervous to do this. And and that's what's tricky is writing is safe because writing, I control the narrative. I can go back and edit it a hundred times and make it sound perfect and figure out how I want it to flow and everything else. And there are little snippets of yourself. Like you go on Instagram on, you know, a story or a live and it's off the cuff. And you try to, you know, not mess up your words and, and you try to like help people understand what you're doing and hope that they kind of get the message. Um, yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. But um I think the more that you lean into who you truly are and and do it fearlessly or at least pretend like you're doing it fearlessly, even though behind you might not, you know, it may make you sick to post it initially. Um people kind of like jive with that. They can feel that rather than, you know, you do see other accounts where I'm like, I don't know if that person is really or if the whole thing is just like this, uh, image that they give out. But I, it's, um, yeah, I think authenticity is the way to do it because you do, you start to attract the people that really, um, pick up what you're putting down, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and it's okay to be, uh, vulnerable, uh, because, yeah. you know, because you're, it's, it's the honesty That's it. and, you know, um, and, and so I'm sure for a lot of the, you know, yeah, because everyone's an expert, right? Because that's that's part of the thing. Like, you know, if you're online yeah. and, and you know you're you're selling something, well, you gotta be an expert in this, you know, you gotta be an expert in mm-hmm. marketing or you have to be an expert in podcasting or whatever yeah. or trails or whatever. That's it is, what I mean. And I know, don't know,
1: you know, there are you know a million things I don't know about hiking. Um, I'm not a professional hiker, I'm not um an entomologist. I'm not a geologist. I'm I'm just somebody who really likes to know things and really enjoys um, exploring and, and getting outdoors and then sharing that experience with other people. Um, I like to show the less glamorous side of getting outside because that's the reality of my life with my kids is... I'm going to force them to hike, <laughs> no matter what. Um, and there's an incredible benefits there um, for everyone, both me and my kids, but it's, it, it's not always going to look nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> people people don't like the perfect family anyway that's, i know i, I that's, that's just you know <laughs> that's so 1993. that's I don't right know. that's <laughs> right i'm no barbara
1: billingsley well that's even that's far way farther back <laughs> what's a 93 reference uh,
0: um i don't know it was know. like family ties back yeah there, so <laughs> Macaroni Kids, what is the what is the business model? You know, for that, um, is it uh, the is it is it based on like the volume, or is it tr- more traditional sort of advertising um, model? As it's
1: far as that it's goes? um it's kind of based on volume. So it's a Macaroni Kids is a national company um, and. I think when Kelly first, she did Berkshire Family Focus, which was her own baby, right? And then she kind of felt like, um, and I'm speaking for her, so I can't, I I should not be, Um, but she, I think she felt like her message would be better received or she'd have more of an impact going with the national company. So she kind of um, took that on and she did it for eight years and she really built up like such a huge, um, base of people that really relied on Berkshire Macaroni Kid for free events and commun- as a community resource that was just extremely valuable. Um, and she kind of handed me a golden egg and was like, keep running with it. Um, and I've been <laughs> trying to, up, I know, <laughs> I- I'm trying. Um, I I definitely am trying to do, do it justice. Um, it is uh, really cool because yes, it works off of email and stuff. So we do a newsletter, a weekly newsletter every week, um, a week that would be a weekly newsletter. <laughs> and um, it, uh, it goes out to a certain number of subscribers. And then that's kind of how we market the advertising side of it is, you know, um, what can we provide you that reaches our readers and stuff. So it is traditional advertising in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But we try to do a lot of know focusing on and there's no shortage of free opportunities for children's children and families in the berkshires there's so many um we try to just have so many resources that are really uh, a value for families so like a preschool guide or camp guide there's a playground guide that literally has Every single playground that you could find in the Berkshires and and each highlight of like really? what that playground has. You um, know, I want to ask you, like, what is
0: the most obscure uh, playground? I don't know uh, if in, in I in would know it off the top of my
1: head. Um <laughs> I don't know.
0: They have these things called pocket? I think parks. Morningside. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think
1: Morningside's a pretty obscure one. Not that it's obscure because the kids use it every day. But like as far as a public park, um, Giggle Park is really cool in Great Barrington. But yeah, like just lists like that. Um, there's a list of there's a hundred plus hike a hike list on Berkshire Macaroni Kids. So there is some like overlap um, there. I first started as a contributor to Berkshire Macaroni Kid, that's kind of was the first place that Berkshire Family Hikes hike reviews were published, -published, e-published, or featured was Berkshire Macaroni Kid. And then she kind of was like, come and do more things with me. So um, that she gave me my big break for sure.
0: That is fantastic. (laughs) And it it is interesting how that, because Berkshire County is very small. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't have access to millions of people and population Mm. so therefore the sort of quasi uh advertising model uh sort of taking a piece of the traditional advertising model and and splicing it in really makes a, a lot of sense i mean you know if you were in the suburbs of new york city with it then you know you could probably just simply use you know the traditional methods that, yeah. that that bring in revenue from online uh avenues that are available but yeah. um but out here you know it, it it makes sense to do the more traditional way so that's that's really interesting
1: yeah it is and it's been uh, like i said really cool to kind of make connections with people where i was like oh i didn't know you did this i didn't know you worked for Berkshire country day school. And I, like, that's it. So you meet people in a different, um, world kind of, um, than I was used to. And it's been, um, cool to see that unfold for sure. Um, but yeah.
0: So let's rewind a little bit because we kind of just jumped right yeah. <laughs> to the hikes and this and that. So you are from Dalton. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a, a little bit about your childhood and and uh you know you talked about the sort of career paths and yeah. the and the and the switching and the changing but the different um, roads but uh you know but but you grew up here
1: I did I grew up in Dalton um on a dead end road and I was you know I have two sisters and we had a neighborhood like a an old school neighborhood um <clears throat> there was a pond at the end of our road and we were able to just kind of like explore and, and do our thing. Um, my parents both hiked. So I think anybody who grew up in the Berkshires, like by nature, you are a hiker. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> what your the expectation is. Um, I didn't appreciate it then obviously nobody does. And, uh, yeah, I went away. I went to Boston, um, for a few different schools and a few different things. And, um, I came back here after kind of being discouraged and not finding my place. Um, My husband, my now husband was also kind of returning to the Berkshires at the same time. Um, He had just finished college. Uh, We, I I know him. Um, He (laughs) and I both grew up together from elementary school to high school. We weren't necessarily friends. Um, he was uh, a kind of popular and, and a jock and, and a football player <laughs> and the whole nine yards. Whereas I was much more like, um, I don't even know how to, uh, student council, like, um, I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very, I was in in a lot of different circles. I ran in a lot of different circles, but um I was my one best contributor, like for the the, like that sort of thing, like kind of a nerd. He would say nerd, that's how he would describe me. Um, And we reconnected over one summer um, and we kind of started dating and stuff. And then I've cut to like a few years later and we started a family um, in Dalton. We still live in Dalton. (laughs) He grew up in Dalton. And uh, it's just been, interesting to see that trajectory something that i've said i would never do you know because everybody says that and i'll never come back here um and i really have appreciated being able to come back here (laughs) and uh i see some of my friends do the same and say like oh it's great to raise a family here what i would give to be able to do that and um it's been an interesting life so far. And then, um, yeah, at that point, I think, um, I worked a few different jobs, um, in the interim, I waitressed, I was, a. Uh, kitchen cook a line cook for a little while i was a daycare assistant um an event manager at tanglewood
0: you picked all the really easy gigs i (laughs) I just don't
1: you know it, it nothing i i'm nothing if i'm not like if i learn a skill and then i run with it and those are the things that i enjoy doing but i get bored really easily and um it showed in my work history. <laughs> I, you know, I, I. It's sad to say. Um, it's not, was, though, because
0: honestly, that's really an indicator uh, of like what you should be doing. I mean, if you if, like, if if you're really bored at yeah. doing something, <laughs> then like you know, you know, in your heart, I did it
1: well. I always like, did my well, <laughs> job well, and I excelled at it. But I, I think once you kind of like get adept at something yeah. you hit a ceiling and you're like uh oh, what's next what's next what's next and it was a it was a resume killer because you're just like hopping around all, all <laughs> over the place but um I think that's why I really enjoy doing obviously doing anything for yourself is much better it, well not I shouldn't say that cuz not everybody feels that way but it it feels that way to me to be able to take What I want to do and send it in any direction across the map. Um, And I think that's what's cool about being outside is you could make a connection in any which way possible. You could go and track down something about history. You could figure out some sort of scientific reason that you know the waters has a certain density. You could um, go and talk about you know sensory or emotional intelligence or mental health. Like there are so many connections to be made in nature that it's it's endless. Like there are so many ways to be curious and and have a sense of wonder and and um, that. There is no way to be bored ever. Again. and
0: and there's an energy. There. Mm-hmm. And so one thing uh, is one of your recommendations is to take a sky shower. So what is a sky shower?
1: It's a sky swim, but oh, I'm sorry, you, you I'm are sorry. fine. You are fine. Although <laughs> I, I, you could. I, I, I mean like my own right. <laughs> I like that because if you go out in a certain weather, you will. That is, you could combine the two. Not everybody likes to. My kids uh, like to take baths, but a sky shower has a nice, I, you could do that. Shower. You could do it.
0: Hey, it, it Today I, would have been perfect. Copyright.
1: That's it.
0: Sky shower. Um, but sky, sky swim, but there's a sky swim. And, and so you'd explain that. Um, you know, there also, you know, like, you know, we get caught up in a lot of energy. I mean, there's negative energy, Mm. there's stressful energy. There's a lot of things that, um, that we pick up, uh, from people and, and there's, you know, techniques you can do to try to sort of, you know, remove yourself of that and Mm. kind of clear yourself, but going through on trails and being able to literally, have you know tree branches you know kind of swipe off of your arms and that sort of thing yeah. literally um this is scientific stuff by the way i'm not like just making it that's up. that's right it actually <laughs> it, it it's it helps you know cleanse and clear it's uh forest, forest
1: bathing which is probably what the brought to mind the shower the shower part of it yeah the, i know there and that's an ancient practice um i'm not too, uh, knowledgeable about forest bathing, but, and honestly, sky swimming sounds like this <laughs> fanciful, um, thing to do, but it's on a, I mean, you did it as a kid, you laid on your back and you stared at the clouds and you said, Hey, that one looks like a rabbit or that one looks like a robot or a dragon. Um, and it's the same kind of concept. Um, take a lie down on your back and watch the sky and and watch the changes and kind of let it wash over you and you realize how insignificant you are. And it's a different perspective as an adult. Um, my kids love doing it outdoors. Uh if you do it in the woods, it's a different experience than if you do it in a um in your own backyard or in a meadow. So you're always kind of getting a different view. Um And you see different things. And how often do we really slow down and lie down with our next to our kids and just look up somewhere? Um, It's very rare. uh, And it helps me be in the moment and slow down. And I, you know, those are really valuable moments to me um, when my own kids will tell me, you know. Mom, lay down for a second or or slow down. And, and they're trying to show me something. So those are moments I try to tune into as much as possible because just like anybody else, I <laughs> I'm going a hundred miles an hour most of the time. For um, sure. So
0: these are some uh tips for like sort of it was Earth Day recently.
1: Earth Day's on Friday, but it oh, is Earth it is Earth Week. It's Earth Week.
0: <laughs> By the time this airs. Uh, or, but anyway. Um, <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> It'll be passed.
0: I'm just really screwing up today. Okay. So uh, gra- grab a bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me about that. Gra- why-, why grab a bag?
1: So if you, I mean, plastic bags are real small. You can shove it in your pocket or in a backpack. Um, I can't tell you the amount of trails that we've walked where we find, litter um garbage and if you're you know doing your part my kids now you know if they see trash and i don't have a bag i'm carrying it because they'll always want to pick up any litter that they see and that's really um inspiring to yeah. see them you know do it when i forget um but any anytime we can clean up or give back to the trails that we use so often, I mean, they don't cost a thing. They're most, I think Monument has a nominal fee, but most of them are free for us to use. Um nature's always open. That was the thing with the pandemic, is how wonderful that we had this option that was open 24-7 to us um, when everything else closed down. And it's our responsibility to either take that opportunity to give back and clean them up, or also educate our kids to continue to do that as they grow up and help create um, nature stewards for years to come. So it's real easy to do. Nobody likes to clean up garbage, but if we all did it when we were out on a hike, It's a lot less garbage, a lot less dog poop to look at.
0: Yeah, for many hands, yeah, for lighter work, (laughs) exactly. Foster a plant.
1: So, I mean, I know it's the real in thing to do is to have plants in your home and greenery. And truth be told, I. <laughs> mm, and I struggle with this one. I struggle with keeping plants you like, alive. You like killing them. Is oh man, <laughs> they, plant murderer. <laughs> I am. I am. Even succulents. I. I just. I forget to water. or I overwater. Um, but it is. A, it's a special thing to and for kids too. To um we just did seedlings for our garden and my kids love to see like the first sprout is so exciting to see it push out of the ground um and so it's gratifying it's gratifying to see something that you nurtured and fostered and and see it like flourish and and come to life basically um once you do that, teach me how. <laughs> My grandmother's a wonderful gardener, but I am still, um, I'm still in the learning stages. So,
0: <laughs> learning, opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. learning opportunity. Always, always learning.
0: <laughs> Get grounded.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of today probably would not have been very good with the snow on the ground, but um, anytime you can get you know outdoors without shoes on or get your actual skin mm. touching the grass or the soil, there have been scientific studies that have said that that's, the alkalinity of the soil helps with immunity. Um, there's been like uh, in for- nature schools. So there's forest schools that are geared primarily towards kids and you spend the day outdoors in nature and they've found that a lot of those kids have better immune systems because of the amount of time that they spend. I mean there are outdoors. So you think, you know, less of a less of a germ factory. But um even just like the um putting your hands in the dirt or taking a walk in the backyard with no shoes on, um, it can really Shift because your your senses start to be engaged in a different way. Um, so
0: it's not just the idea of oh well you play in dirt therefore you get more immunity because you're touching dirty things. Maybe that's a little piece of it. Yeah, but it's actually deeper than that.
1: It can definitely give you um, a feeling of scent of back to center or even like. Um, Zen, I, I don't love the word Zen, but a feeling um kind of at peace, because I think there's a, a feeling of feeling rooted back to, you know, this place um, of earth. And I think we all could use that um, at times is to really feel like um, taking a beat and breathing deeply and feeling like, you know, this is where you belong. This is your place. Um, and too often we're all up here, you know, in our heads, um, and to really like be in that moment, we don't do that often enough. Kids do it naturally and and they're out in their bare feet all the time. Um, and they probably don't even realize, but, um, yeah, I think we forget those small things as it goes back to even that sky swim, like you're laying and, on the ground, um, planting yourself almost, and you start to feel like you can almost be one (laughs) with your surroundings.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So you have this sort of uh, metaphorical grounding, Mm. but actually literal
1: get on the ground, literally
0: get on the ground (laughs) and, and uh, take your shoes off and feel the grass, feel the dirt, uh, Mm -hmm. and, and have that, uh be a piece of you be heart centered in a lot of ways. Yeah. Not not, you know, every it's everything is with the mind. You know, we have to
1: We're always in our thoughts. Um and it's hard to to stop them or or get out of them. I mean it's uh, walking meditation that's a lot of yeah, what how, how I, do
0: you meditate? I mean do you I uh, don't
1: I you know what I I, if I'm A lot out. of people
0: meditate, they, they say, well, I don't do it the traditional way. Mm. Uh, I just had a <clears throat> wonderful uh, dancer, uh, Olivia, on the program uh, who talked about her form of meditation, which is actually just being in the moment of a very... Uh, uh, dance routine that she knows so well that, she, that there's no thought you yeah. know what I'm saying there's no thought mm-hmm. so she's going through the motions of it yeah but that's her that's her meditation so you know I I, I like the idea that there are a lot of different forms of I meditation think so
1: and I think there's a lot of people who use walking as a meditation I know Charles Darwin or is it Darwin yeah he um used to have this sand track around his house. Um and he used to walk it with his daughter and he'd pick up a pocket full of stones. And as he walked, every loop he did, he'd drop a stone. And that's like where he had his deepest thoughts. Or or he'd, you know, try and pick a question that he had and ruminate on it as he walked that loop over and over again. Um, and I think for me, if there's anywhere that I start to really focus on, um, the moment or even a problem that I need to solve or, um, finding some sort of inner peace. It's, it's when I'm by myself, um, walking outdoors in nature and stuff. So I think those are the moments that I seek out, um, in my day to day. It's definitely where I find the most, tranquility or inspiration sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, whether I'm out, uh, on a hike or, um, just sitting somewhere in the backyard or in nature for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I, I can't, uh, uh, emphasize that enough that, Mm. you know, we have to be able to get out of uh, the mind and be able to, you know, uh, center in the heart more because we're being bombarded with messages all the time. We talk about social media and how it's a great tool, but it also can be constant, Mm -hmm. but every media uh, and every bit of life, I mean, you know, in the traditional working world, same thing. So um, climb a tree climb, so, climb trees or climb, I, you can climb you know,
1: one tree or climb multiple, climb multiple trees.
0: absolutely
1: <laughs> uh, but that goes for I mean this list is is definitely geared towards both I think it's geared towards adults but also kids kids do this stuff every day all day I mean they'll see a, a tree that has limbs at their eye level and they're ready to go um they may hesitate and they may, uh, be fearful at times, but that's another benefit of nature is allowing them room for risk, right. Uh, risk assessment or challenging them a little bit beyond their capabilities. One of the things that's challenging for me as a parent is not saying be careful every time, um, that Mm. happens or to allow my own anxieties to limit their, um, opportunity out there. Um, and that's something I try every single time we go out is to not immediately say, be careful. Don't, you know, don't do that. Or that's too high. Um, I'm trying to shift that narrative for myself because it's really easy to live in, in, um, my own anxieties with them, but I want to give them space to, um, challenge themselves uh but for grown-ups for adults when was the last time you climbed a tree
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you know or taking a little risk of course it's a little bit more dangerous as an adult because oh my god you, you can break a hip <laughs> that's it but uh, but kids have lower center <laughs> of gravity but do. I, I do I do love the point of how powerful the parents' reaction can be mm. and I <clears> think, Maybe a generation or two ago, uh, a lot of these activities were being done without parents yeah. around. Oh yeah, so uh, the risk assessment there side wasn't of there—you were doing you it, know, it. You, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> so. Uh, so sometimes yeah. you have to realize that <laughs> as as parents, because the first. Uh, instinct mm-hmm. for parents uh, is is to keep their kids safe, um, but at the same time, yeah, think about that. It's for a second. so
1: hard, and and I mean, I do it ninety percent of the time. I'm still in that rote memorization of "don't do that, be careful," and it, it's really hard to switch the language. You know, one of the things that um, I try to say is, do you have a plan for your body or what's next? Um, where are you going to put your feet next? Try to, trying to like address, um, the minute detail of the situation rather than like, this is dangerous as a whole. So where are you going to place your hand next? And and that helps soothe me a little bit. (laughs) Um, And it also like helps my kids start to think, okay, where am I going to, because my, I mean, my daughter would, she trips over thin air. It seems <laughs> half of the time you have a five-year-old tumbling down what seems like nothing. And I'm like, what did you, where, where are, you know, their roots are roots and, and kids trip over roots, but sometimes it's like that came out of nowhere. So it, it's, it's hard. Um, it's definitely hard to temper your own stuff, your own baggage as a parent. And 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 that's the hard thing about... Um, every, everybody has their own experiences, uh, their own learned experiences from growing up. So we all do our best when we get out there because some people have different fears and different anxieties and who knows where your baggage is going to show up when you're out there. So...
0: Have you uh, ever done a face plant tripping over a root? (laughs) I just
1: did. Um, about three weeks ago, I, um, I sprained my ankle. Oh no!
0: Yeah. We, and it was, it
1: was so humiliating because it was out on a walk. It wasn't really a hike. So, um, I tripped over a small root and I went down, I brought my daughter face down with me. She was holding my hand. Um, and yeah, my ankle's still, it's getting there. It's getting better, but, um, always (laughs)
0: always <laughs> the last face plant that i had it was going down a uh, hawthorne trail at state forest so hawthorne it'll take you to the border of hancock okay uh, and yeah it's, and it's quite it is quite a uh, it's a big, big hill, uh, mountainous, uh, to, to get there. Although you can't really tell it's so mountainous cause it's a trail it's, you know, but, so it
1: snuck up. but right? I was, but
0: I was coming down and, you know, kind of jogging, you know, mm-hmm. it had a little speed going up. So that was my last, uh, face plan. And oh. when, and when you really let go, mm-hmm. man, you just, you just hit it, man, you know, and, and at some point, you're kind of in the middle of the split second of fall, oh. you know, you just have to let it go because if it. you brace yourself, you can probably break your wrist or something like that so just just you know another tip just once you go down just just let, let it go let it, let go. it
1: happen <laughs> wow that had to be uh,
0: uh,
1: it's like that you know you're on a roller coaster and you know it's coming but you the the stomach still drops I, no matter what oh. yeah it's um it's no fun and i think that's the thing with parents is like you it's a different internal feeling but it's like, you're holding back this energy of like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Like, please don't do that, uh,
0: but. Good times. I know,
1: no broken bones yet, so.
0: <laughs> so uh, it is uh, the Berkshire Macaroni Kids and Berkshire Family Hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, those are, have their own individual URLs, right? Yes, okay. yep.
1: They're two separate businesses. There are some things that we kind of do in collaboration but um you know berkshire macaroni kit is it helps pay the bills and it also scratches another itch of like writing and and it's certainly um enabled me to do a lot of things that i didn't know i could do and look forward to continue to doing um but berkshire family hikes is that's that's the one that's the passion project um that maybe someday will be like a real thing, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's starting to be a real thing. We've done some um, partnerships with uh, Berkshire natural resources council and South Berkshire kids um, doing some like uh, partnered hiking and stuff. Um, But you know, the, we're still in the early stages of I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what we are.
0: <laughs> you know what, when you just follow your passion, you just go with it. Um, You know, you it. You just go with it. Right, and, they say you um, jump
1: and the net will appear. Is yeah. that, is
0: that,
1: <laughs> it's like the free fall, like face planting. That's right. That's just, it. <laughs> <laughs> you just hope there's something there at the other that's
0: end. That's <laughs> the best metaphor. <laughs> just
1: go. You just fall. We'll figure it out on the way down.
0: We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure it out it out um so uh Taylor Staubach mm-hmm. um it, it's a great pleasure speaking with you did we miss Me anything too. at all
1: I don't think so um no
0: and you thought you're gonna be nervous I
1: know I, <laughs> I, I I am nervous you I am holding this thing like what God, is that? nobody's it's business it's, a it's just you a, a rock but it's it's, it's a, not
0: like one of those special rocks is it no like a, a it's relaxation it's, rock it is not like a, it's
1: just a rock that I got out of a riverbed but it has a little groove in it that makes it you know gives me a little bit of soothing the soothing <laughs> groove here so i am underneath all this i am sweating <laughs> with, with anxiety <laughs>
0: love it i love it well it has been a great pleasure uh, meeting me you I, we've never met before no um, so uh, so i really look forward to all the content and i'll be checking it out and thank definitely be checking out some of those hikes uh, out there with the kiddos so so. Uh, so taylor thank you so much
1: thank you thank you for having me it was really fun
0: thank you for listening If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the John Kroll Podcast on your platform of choice. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever works for you. Also, I would like to hear from you on the people and the stories that you'd like to hear more of. Send me a note through Facebook Messenger, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm easy to find and I'm easy to reach. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you'd like to support the podcast for less than a cup of coffee, and I'm not talking about the cost of a large latte at a fancy coffee shop. No, more like a McDonald's coffee. Go into the description of this episode and scroll down to the anchor.fm link. It's right there. Just click it and you can see your options. Or log on to anchor.fm backslash john hyphen kroll backslash support. Again, thank you for listening. I'm John Kroll. Talk to you soon. Bye.